The University of Maryland Global Campus was established to bring a respected state university education to working adults at home and abroad. 70 years ago, we sent professors overseas to educate service members and their families on military installations and on the front lines. Today, we're online because that's where working adults need us, that's where you need us. We'll support your commitment to being a successful student with services that fit your lifestyle, and we offer more than 90 programs and specializations for where you are and where you want to be. University of Maryland University College is now University of Maryland Global Campus. We go the distance because times have changed, but what we're made for hasn't. UMGC offers online support for veterans, including resources at the Veterans Resource Center, no-cost digital materials replacing most textbooks, virtual advising, transfer credits, and lifetime career services. Speak to our dedicated military and veterans advisors who can help you find the right degree for your career path. Visit umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. All right, it's the ML Sports Platter. All over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, and Apple. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Be on the lookout for all of my videos, the ML Sports Takes, and nine-minute segments on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and IGTV. And speaking of Twitter, you can hit me there. Follow me, at Mike L Sports. Uh, we are brought to you by our great friend, Brian Conboy, at Mass Mutual New York State, Liverpool Physical Therapy, Sit Means Sit Syracuse, and Stanley Law Offices, together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. So this episode is a full St. Bonaventure men's basketball season preview. I'm going to look at the roster and the uh, uh, the game, you know, the schedule, uh, and, and, and kind of project where I think things are going to be for this Bonnie's team. First of all, this is the most anticipated season of Bonaventure basketball in a long time. I mean, I can't remember a time even when I was there, um, which by the way, I'm coming up on my 20 year anniversary of a 20 year graduation reunion, which is absurd. Uh, I can't, I can't even wrap my head around that. Um, you know, it, it, it's a situation where uh, I can't even remember. I mean, they went to the tournament and almost beat Kentucky in 2000. Uh, Kevin Houston transferred in. They were a good team, maybe a better team the year after, and I was at the game at Duquesne with some buddies where he threw the gum down and got the technical foul, and that kind of changed the season. Uh, Maybe going into that year there were some expectations, but they weren't picked as the mid-major team to watch. They weren't picked in the top 15 by 8, 9, 10, 15 uh, publications. Um... A, 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 a team that could be a sneaky pick to the final four. I mean, they, these things are all in print. People have said these things. People have talked about the Bonnies this way. Whew, it's going to be unbelievable. And and frankly, you know, how will the Bonnies handle the hype and expectations, right? Like, that's really the question. And I asked the same thing going into the year about the Buffalo Bills and what both of these outfits have in common and I'm so thankful because I'm such a diehard fan of both, is they have the leadership in the right spots to keep them level-headed and to keep them grounded and focused. 
Mark Schmidt has been doing it for a long time at Bonnie, and Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean are doing it in Buffalo. But McDermott, in terms of the head coach, one game at a time, we beat the Chiefs, but it doesn't mean anything long term. The quarterback and Josh Allen, let's stack wins. We got to keep going. We got to keep getting better. That's they say it, and some people might think that it's just uh, you know recycled jargon and all the rest, but it's actually really how they approach it. And I think the Bonnies will approach it the same way this year. I remember not too long ago when you know Mark Schmidt was like, "Hey, every every game's a game seven going down the stretch," and they end up going on a huge run. And uh, you know, this is this is a really on paper. This is a really, 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 really good team. Uh, we've got the guys we know who are, you know, the, 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 the pressure is, is on these guys. Uh, it's on Dominic Welch. It's on Kyle Lofton. It's on Oshun Oshunini. Um, that's the big trio. Uh, I also think, though, that Jaron Holmes is just the guy who makes things go from a physicality standpoint, um, from a consistency standpoint. He's a 6'4", 220 pound rock who's just fantastic um his overall game i i think is 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 awesome um you know and and the freshman class coming in is is solid i i think that there will be um you know a little bit of an opportunity in, in a couple of blowout games maybe for those guys to get in there but if the bonnies are going to make noise if they're going to have a great regular season and they're going to make noise in the tournament we know exactly what needs to take place. There's no other way to say it. Uh, the seniors of Welch, Lofton, Oceanini, these guys need to perform and, and play great basketball from start to finish. They've got to stay healthy as well. Uh, there's no doubt about that. It's going to come down to that trio and Jaron Holmes playing at the highest of levels. And I would also add in there, frankly, the fifth guy I would add in is Jalen Attaway. He's a redshirt senior. See, this is what happens in men's basketball. When you, uh, it, for a mid-major, I hate that term, but I use it because it's what most of my listeners can, can relate to. When you look at mid-major ball, a lot of times it comes down to all of our eggs in one basket, right? Like, you bring in a class like Oceanini and, and, and Lofton and Welch. You bring these guys in. And when they first arrive on campus and you know the growth and the potential and how Mark Schmidt does it in his program models and, the, and, and, and how year to year to year to year they get better the Schmidt way and all that sort of stuff. It, it's happened with all these guys, right? And, it, and, and these guys are the superstars of the team, but it's happened with other players as well, role players. Um, and, you know, these guys just keep getting better and better and better. And now they're seniors. But last year they made the tournament, Right. And I think a lot of people, and they lost to LSU, but they won the A-10 regular season. They won the A-10 tournament. A lot of people now, probably in Olean, right, are sitting here going, okay, but now, like, this is our last go here for maybe a year or two because we have to, you know, we have to hit the reset button. Now, there are good freshmen coming in. I mean, I think there's some really talented guys. Um, you know, I think, I think, I think St. Bonaventure will have an opportunity um, you know, for sure to develop uh, Durosinmi, the uh, the forward center out of Nigeria. Um, you know, he's really, really young. Back up Oshun this year, if maybe a little bit if he's ready. 
you know, Kadri Adams is a redshirt freshman out of Wake Forest. I think he's going to be a huge addition for Bonaventure. I don't know if he'll be that guy this year. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name all the way, but he's from the Netherlands. Joriam Sezanu, I think is how you pronounce it. I think that you got Linton Brown, by the way, who's a redshirt sophomore. Uh, from uh, Indian River State Community College in Florida. All these guys, and then obviously the Schmidt players coming in for the class of 2022, that's the future, there's no doubt. But none of these guys right now on paper are Jaron Holmes. They're not Jalen Attaway. They're not Kyle Lofton. They're not Dominic Welsh. They're not Oshun Oshinini. I mean, they're, they're, they're just not those guys. Um, and, and, and rightfully so. This is, this is how it works. You come in, you grow, you learn, you're underneath other players. The seniors have been there for a while. They've made the NCAA tournament. They've played on the big stage. They've won a 10 tournament title and regular season title. Uh, they, they've done all of that. I think the next level is, and again, when the tournament comes out, it's obviously all about the bracket in terms of the matchups. But I think a lot of people are looking at Bonaventure like, hey, you know, win a game or two in the tournament this year. You know, like this is a year to go. You got to go for it. All the eggs are in there uh, in that basket to, uh, to, 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 to make a sweet 16. And frankly, the schedule, I think, is, is pretty, pretty solid for, for the Bonnies. I mean, I think there's a lot of really strong uh, home games. I think that there's some great out-of-conference games. I think the Riley Center will be rocking like it's never rocked before. Uh, and I saw some things, man, when I was there. I mean, you know, the cookie game, John Chaney, I was a sophomore, you know, beating Xavier at home, Temple at home, those classic clashes with St. Joe's. Uh, man, what a time it was then, you know, UMass coming in. Uh, I saw Lamar Odom as a freshman at Rhode Island when he came in. Uh, so I, I saw a lot and I heard a lot. There were some games on ESPN, ESPN2, uh, several games that were on the Empire Sports Network when that was around. I mean, Bonaventure basketball is a big deal. And, uh, and I, and, you know, the Riley Center, there, there were some games where I thought the roof was going to blow, blow out, right? Uh, but I think this team, uh, you know, they start with the, the exhibition against Alfred. Uh, they've got then uh, the season starts right out of the shoot against Siena. That's a November 9th game uh, at the RC, a Tuesday. Um, you know, they should win that game. Uh, Canisius at home on the 14th should win that game. Uh, and then we go to the Charleston Classic. Um, where I think a lot of, and I say we because I am a Bonnie, uh, but, uh, uh, and I don't normally do that, by the way, but with the Bonnies, I, I, I have a very, very soft spot. Uh, you know, you open up with Boise State, and then we'll see, you know, who's next. Is Clemson or Temple the next opponent? It'll depend on the win-loss situation. But if you can go down there and maybe win that tournament, um, you know, all eyes could be right on you right away. Like, hey, this Bonaventure team we talked about, Looky here, and Boise State's a tough, fast, great shooting team. Uh, they've got Northern Iowa at the RC after that, Coppin State at the RC, University of Buffalo at the RC, Loyola at the RC. Then they play a, uh, a game against Connecticut on December 11th. It's the Never Forget Tribute Classic. They go uh, to Charlotte to play Virginia Tech in the Hall of Fame shootout. I and mean, I love this out-of-conference schedule, man. I really do. you got behemoths on here. Virginia Tech's going to be a really good team. Then you go at Northeastern in Boston, Mass. That'll be a homecoming for one Mark Schmidt. And then the A-10 starts, you know, December 30th at GW, the 2nd of January at Dayton, home for Fordham on the 5th, the 8th, St. Louis comes to town, a team that is going to be really, really hard to deal with. I know that, um, you know, they're, they're, they're missing a couple of their big-time guys from, uh, you know, from last year, but um, this is still a really, really good team. Um, they have, uh, uh, one, two, they have a bunch of returners actually, 
they're they're missing well not a bunch a few uh, but Javante Perkins is is their guy I mean that's that's the guy I mean they lose um, they lost uh, with, I always say was it Jordan Godwin or Goodwin I always do that I always yeah Jordan Goodwin uh, he's now with the Wizards but Jordan Goodwin and Hassan French um, uh, are gone and uh, and so now the load is on one Javante Perkins so. This is a good team. Travis Ford's a good coach. Um, I think that this this Bonnie team is they're going to have their hands full with St. Louis. They are. I mean, St. Louis and the Bonnies have been playing some crazy good games uh, in recent years. LaSalle on the road on the 11th, still in the month of January. VCU at home on the 14th. Duquesne on the road on the 21st. At George Mason on the 26th. St. Joe's at home on the 29th. Davidson at home on the 1st uh, of February. Richmond at uh, at Richmond is on the 4th. Of February the 11th, they go to St. Louis. That'll be probably arguably the toughest game of the year. Uh, 16th of Feb, they go. Uh, they host UMass, then they host Duquesne on February 19th. That's an ESPN two game. Um, and then uh, let's see here, Rhode Island home on the 22nd. They have the Roadies for a home game at the RC. Uh, St. Joseph's on the road on the 26th, and then we get to the month of March, and you've got two games there at VCU. Brutally difficult. And then March 4th against Richmond. That's another ESPN2 game. You look at the schedule up and down, by the way. ESPN2, CBS Sports Network, ESPN2, ESPN2, you know, uh, NBC Network, ESPN2, CBS Sports Network. I mean, the country is going to get a good look at the Bonnies this year. Um, You know, you look at their record, a projected record, you know, I mean, I think, you know, you beat Siena, you beat Canisius, you know, you win at least, let's say, they win one in the in the in the uh, in the Charleston Classic. You know, I, you could win a couple and win the whole thing. Um, you know, let's say they win two. Right again, this is a this is a wor- I, I, maybe a worst case scenario. I don't know, but you know, um, if you get a couple of wins there, let's just kind of play it like they don't win the tournament, but they get a couple of wins. You leave there, you're four and one. Uh, you beat Northern Iowa. Um, five and one, Coppin State six and one, UB at home seven and one, Loyola at home eight and one. You try to split with Connecticut and Virginia Tech in there. I know you go f- for everything. You go winning every game. I'm just doing kind of projections. Maybe you split that and you're you know in that nine and two area. Um, you know, and then the A10. You know, you got a, a bu- in Northeastern on the road. You got to win that game. And then the A10. You know. Eh. They're they're gonna lose a couple route probably a couple road games. They could even lose a couple of home games. I mean these these are good teams. Um, I'm trying to get the count correct. One two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty twenty one twenty two twenty three twenty four twenty five um, twenty eight twenty nine thirty games I believe on the nose for the Bonnies. I think the I think the goal is to be in that twenty. Three and seven type of area, I mean 20, 23 and seven, and that's before conference play. Obviously, you, you know they could run the table and, and win, win the, um, you know, win the A ten again. But I think twenty three and seven. I mean, I think this is a minimum. You know, I, I think they've got to win because again, the mid major thing and getting respect and all that. It seems like you can never do enough when you're a team like Bonaventure because of the challenges with the Power Five. And by the way, speaking of that, hats off to Joe Lenardi for his Bracketology book. I had him on not too long ago. Um, Joe Lenardi um, just said some great things in terms of defending um, 
uh, you know, the mid-majors and all the rest. And, you know, how uh, really, really good uh, mid-majors should, um, you know, with great records, right, they should be the ones to be looked at more than an under 500 power five, let's say. And, and you know, the, the arguments where I remember there was a distinct conversation with him and Digger Phelps where, um, you know, they were talking about, you know, if so-and-so was, I think it was between Siena and Notre Dame, actually, and they were both kind of on the bubble, and Joe being the mid-major guy because he's a St. Joe's guy, um, he was arguing for Siena, and Digger used to coach at Notre Dame, and he was arguing for Notre Dame. And uh, Joe simply pointed out after Digger said, well, you know, if Siena played in uh, or if Notre Dame played in the Siena's conference, they would never lose, which is horseshit because they would lose. And Lenardi pointed that out. Um, and he's right because there are road games. College basketball teams win at home 70% of the time. You're going to eventually lose on the road. Jim Beheim has said it for years, and I've covered Syracuse for years. You know, in press conference, you're going to lose games in this conference. Big East, ACC, you're going to Cameron, you're at North Carolina, you were at Georgetown and Nova and Louisville and Marquette, you're in hostile uh, uh, areas, tough games, no night off. Even the Seton Halls and the Rutgers game you know, at the rack was difficult. Syracuse had some awful performances at the rack back in the Big East days. Like You are playing on the road against just teams that are not only quality clubs, but they're really, really strong at home, and it's a tough venue on top of that is, you know, as well, because I mean, teams generally play better at home. They just, they have the home crowd. Um, it's hostile. Everybody there is rooting for them. Uh, you didn't have to travel. All that stuff goes into it. I mean, even look at the road games, you know, in the ACC uh, against, uh, you know, football schools, you know, like the Clemsons of the world, they're, they're of Florida State. Uh, you know, those atmospheres are really tough too. So uh, whether it was Big East or ACC, whether it was Nova in Georgetown or UConn and, and, and and Marquette and Louisville in that, you know, the, the most recent, I guess, Big East before more changes took place where everybody left for the ACC uh, or the ACC in general at Louisville now or at Notre Dame or at Duke or Carolina. I mean, you're going to lose on the road, and it's no different here with the Bonnies. They're going to lose games on the road. I mean, I, I would not be surprised if they went and lost, you know, if you take, like, the VCU, St. Louis, Richmond you know, maybe even like Duquesne. Well, Duquesne, definitely. They're going to be good this year at Dayton. Or, you know, you take like that group of five or six games and, you know, the Bonnies end up 500 in those games. I'm not going to be surprised. But they can't get into the territory where they're 20 and 10 or 21 and 9. You know, I think they've got to win a minimum of 22 games in this season because that, you know, that, that's just how it is. And they've got to obviously win a couple of big games out of conference. You know, and the pressure is on. I mean, the expectations—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's real, man. It is real. It is—it is a crazy, crazy, crazy expectation year. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they can handle the hype and expectations. I'm—I'm I'm assuming, you know, that. Uh, I'm assuming that they can because of what I talked about earlier in terms of, um, you know, in terms of uh, the Sean McDermott kind of feeling of, you know, I have, that I have for Mark, Mark Schmidt and keeping everybody level. Uh, but this is, you know, also the last opportunity for Kyle Lofton and for Dominic Welch 
and Oshun Oshinini to um, solidify themselves as Bonaventure legends. I mean, they are already at a point where they've had a tremendous career, you know, fought the adversity with Corona last year. And by the way, I don't think there was a, a team in college basketball who um, who dealt with uh, the coronavirus quite like the Bonnies did in terms of not knowing when they were going to play. They had, I think it was a nine or was it a 12-day stretch in between games at one point? I think it was 12. Uh, you know, you fast forward into the springtime where Dennis DePiro, the beloved president, passed away. Uh, which was tragic, and we all love Dennis. I met him once in Dayton, actually, after the Bonnies beat UCLA. Um, just an unbelievable, lovable guy. Um, made Bonaventure better. He did more in his short time at Bonaventure as president than than, than maybe anybody. And um, he's so dearly missed. DD, we, we, we love you. Um, you know, the Bonnies had to deal with that. That was an emotional game. They had Dayton at home. For some reason, the A-10... You know, had to add that game and schedule it. I thought it was nonsense, and obviously they found out that morning about Dennis, I believe. So um, it was a hard year, and they got through all that. I don't like to say this team will make the Sweet 16. This team will make, you know, this team will lose in the first round. This team will make a run at the Elite Eight. This team, Because you have to go through the season um, and then get placed in the tournament if the Bonnies can make the tournament, of course. Um I think they will, but you got to get there, and then it could be anybody. If they play a team that doesn't match up well against them, then you know I might feel like the Bonnies aren't going to win the game. But if they match up against a team that's really, you know, favorable, for example, if they don't play a team like LSU last year, right? And I think the Bonnies probably ran out of legs as well a little bit. But you know what? They played and they were competitive in the beginning. The bottom line was they just didn't make any shots. Um, you know that can happen. Uh, whether you're rested or not, you just miss shots. Um, if you're not rested, you're more likely to miss jump shots because you don't have your legs underneath you. But the Bonnies missed a lot in close. They missed several layups. They missed you know some turnaround shots from 8, 12 feet. Um, you know, I will say that I'm going to pick the – having said all that, I obviously have to make a prediction because everybody makes a prediction. Everybody wants to probably hear my prediction uh, at this particular point. I think the Bonnies do break through. And I think they win one tournament game. I think they'll make it to the round of 32. Obviously, I'm hoping that they go farther than that. Uh, this program is so special to me. The school's so special to me. And uh, I, I will, I guess, go out on a, a partial limb in saying that St. Bonaventure will, um, you know, will win a, uh, a game in the tournament. Um, can't say enough, by the way. And, and Mark Schmidt told me this on a show uh, a few months back, uh, where I, every time I have him on the air, I always like to, uh, you know, thank him for all the work he's done. He literally saved the Bonnie's program. Uh, when the academic fraud hit with Jamil Terrell and the company in Gothard Lane and, and, and um, you know, Vambretta Kauf and all those, all those clowns, um, I, I just, I wasn't sure. You know, it was about four or five years after I had graduated. I just wasn't sure what the Bonnie's program was going to look like. A lot of people were saying, you know, and they had to forfeit a lot of wins. Like a lot of people were like, well, hey, uh, you know, this team is is just, they're not going to be in the A-10. They're going to go to the MAC, whether it's the MAC or the MAAC. Uh, this team doesn't belong in D1. I mean, we heard it all. You know, it doesn't belong D1. It doesn't belong in the A-10. It doesn't belong this. It doesn't belong that. Uh, the revenue streams were dwindling big time. This is a school without football. It's a school that's 
one of the lowest uh, enrollment in the country for undergrad and grad. It's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and the school's programs, from an athletic standpoint, they rely on the bas- basketball dollar, much like a lot of Power Fives uh, in that world rely on the football program. Um, you know, women's basketball probably included in that. Swimming, soccer, lacrosse, you know, all those things, all those programs, uh, they rely on the Who's program. And so Mark Schmidt comes in and he literally built this thing from ground zero. And he has done not a great job. He has done an unflappable, remarkable, second to none job. And I'm so thankful and so grateful that he is the head coach at St. Bonaventure. So there's my 2021 2022. Uh, St. Bonaventure Men's Basketball Preview. Hope you enjoy it. Please share it. Please like. Please subscribe and download where you get podcasts of the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it. iHeartMedia, Amazon Music. It's all there. Go ahead and uh, find the ML Sports Platter. We are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Welch & Company Jewelers, Axe Exotic Pets, and our great friends over at Burton Ace Hardware. If you are in and around Central New York, get on over to Burton Ace Hardware on Route 11. Shop local. Don't go to Home Depot. If you can avoid it, avoid it. Go to Burton Ace Hardware. Go see my man Jeff and his staff. They've got an amazing array of inside and outside things. Outdoor living, lawn and garden, tools, paint and supplies, hardware, storage, home and decor, lighting and electrical, plumbing, automotive, RV, and marine They've got pumpkins, they've got mums, they've got potting soil, shovels, garbage cans. They have also a bunch of products like barbecue sauce and pickles from local vendors. Beef jerky in addition to that as well. Get on over to Burton Ace Hardware, Route 11 in Burton, right off the Bartell Road exit. Uh, it's a very simple deal, man. You get off the exit, you take a right, you get up to Route 11 in the light, you take a right there, and you go up uh, maybe a three-fourths of a mile. And Burton Ace Hardware is right there on the left. Go shop at Burton Ace Hardware. Ace, the helpful place, Burton Ace Hardware is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Thanks for listening. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. For sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. 
where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud. Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. Or perhaps a sausage egg and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak egg and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.